But one of the things that we want to make very clear is who Jesus Christ, our Lord, is. He is God. And in fact, you've just sung a, a song, Emmanuel. And what does Emmanuel mean but God with us? That God of very God became incarnate, became man to redeem us from our sins. Now, this is made clear. You've heard many scripture readings, some of them twice. That's by the providence of God. I guess we need to hear them twice tonight. But here with understanding, it's so easy to let these things go in one ear and out the other. To let them just pass through and not really think about what the Lord has given us in his word. This is Christ whom we worship. And I just want to point out some scripture references, readings, some of which you've already heard. But think about this Christ who is prophesied of old. Think about Micah 5.2. Or there, the prophet Micah says, But as for you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, too little among the clans of Judah, from you one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. So he's future. And yet, the prophet continues, his goings forth are from everlasting, from the ancient of days. So Micah 5, 2, we already have a, a prophecy talking about someone in the future to be born, yet has been already in the past. From the ancient of days is a reference to the beginning before time began. So this was given hundreds of years, if I remember correctly, about 700 years before the birth of Christ our Lord. But that's not all. We could go back further. Go back to the, the prophet Isaiah. You heard several of these prophecies already, but just to point them out, there is the sign given to, really, from Isaiah, um, in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, it was a situation was such that there was an ungodly king in Israel and the Lord wanted to cause him to draw him out to trust him instead of trusting in foreign nations. But he didn't do that. Hey, that's King Ahaz. King Ahaz thought he knew better. And the Lord told him, gave King Ahaz the opportunity to, to say any sign. Again, Ahaz, give me any sign. He says it. Yahweh spoke to him, ask a sign for yourself from Yahweh, your God. Make it deep as Sheol, which is down the place of death, or high as heaven. The Lord invited him. What do you want to see, King Ahaz? That, that you might be confident that Yahweh will provide protection for you. Ahaz said, I will not ask and I will not test Yahweh. God invited him and Ahaz unbelieving, turned away that invitation. And then God said this, Listen now, O house of David, is it too slight a thing for you to try the patience of men that you will try the patience of my God as well? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will, be called, she will call his name Emmanuel. Now, some try to relate that to some young lady or maybe Isaiah's own wife. But this text 
is unrelatable to anything that happened in Isaiah's days. And some might say, well, how is it assigned to King Ahaz? The point is it wasn't. King Ahaz didn't want a sign. So the sign that God chose to provide was for long in the future. The Messiah would be Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, but we can go back further than that. We read a passage, uh, one of these that we read even twice. But the point is in Deuteronomy 18, 18, through Moses, the, the, the word of God tells us this. He says, and this is God speaking through Moses. I will raise up a prophet from among their brothers like you, that is like Moses, and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I commanded him. And we know that's true of Jesus Christ. He only spoke the things that his father told him to speak. But listen to this. It doesn't end with that. And it will be that whoever will not listen to my words, which he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. What does that mean? The Lord's going to hold everybody accountable. You either listen to Jesus' words and heed them, receiving salvation by grace, by faith, you receive his grace. But if you reject his words, he will require it. What does that mean? That means he's going to hold you in judgment. For rejecting Jesus Christ. But our Lord comes in grace. Offering grace. Offering salvation to all who will believe. All who will receive him. And what a wonderful God he is. And just to move to the New Testament. Think about the wonderful work of salvation. From Jesus' own lips. He says this. For God so loved the world. This is coming from the Gospel of John. Uh, through the gospel of John, he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. So the gospel of John invites us to believe that the way of salvation is by believing in Jesus Christ. Fast forward a little bit in, in time to the Apostle Paul's life. And hear the words of the Apostle Paul, which he wrote to Titus. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us that denying ungodliness and worldly desires, we should live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all lawlessness and purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good works. The Lord our God gave himself for us to redeem us from our sins, that, that we would know him and we would walk with him. Then think about what the Apostle Paul wrote, writes in 2 Corinthians 5.21, that the Lord becomes our righteousness. He made him who knew no sin. Christ had no sin, but, but God made him who, who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we can never earn salvation. We can never be righteous enough. Right? This is the great exchange that happens by faith. And all this 
comes about because of the baby born who was and is Emmanuel, God with us. What a savior we serve. And I just, I just want to go to one more passage, this time in Acts. And again, from the Apostle Paul, really, this is written by, by Luke, but from the Apostle Paul in Acts 17, verse 30 and 31. Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now commanding men that everyone, everyone everywhere should repent. Repent means to to turn 180 degrees. You're going your own way. You stop going your own way and you start following Christ. You turn away from your sin and you turn towards Christ. So he's commanding that everyone everywhere repent. But not only that, he says repent. And why should you repent because of this? Because he, that is God, has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he determined. Who is that man? Let's read on. Having furnished proof to all by raising him from the dead. Jesus Christ. Yes, Jesus comes in love to save and redeem, but he will come again to judge the world in righteousness. And so he invites everyone to believe in him that you might have eternal life. But heed this, that if you do not repent of your sins and believe in Jesus Christ, there is a day of judgment awaiting you. And that is a serious and fearful thing to face. So my, my plead with you tonight is to hear scripture. Don't believe something just because I'm saying it. Look at the word of God. Hear the word of God. Hear the voice of God given to you. Trust the scriptures and believe in the Savior tonight. And for everybody who's already believed, all this is just reasons for you to rejoice in God your Savior. So rejoice this evening as we continue to sing and praise him. Now let me just lead us in prayer. Our Lord, our God, we do just want to exalt you and praise you tonight. Help us as we continue to read your word and to sing praises to you, to lift your name high. And I just pray, Lord, that you would work in people's lives tonight, causing us to rise in heights of praise to you. But also, Lord, I just pray that you'll work in the lives of those who, who don't know you. Maybe they know of you. And perhaps they've rejected you or just don't really care about you. Don't have time for you. Lord, I just pray that you will open their minds tonight. Help them to see their need of a Savior. And help them to see what a glorious Savior you are in Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, work in their lives to draw them to yourself. Help them to submit themselves to you and help them to love you with all their heart and soul and mind and strength. Oh, Lord, help us to worship you in spirit and truth. It's your name we pray. Amen.